Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello. Week 13 of Telling Everybody Everything. 13. My gosh. And still a while to go. I mean, they're opening the pubs and hairdressers on July 4th, but... I mean, a pub is not the ideal place for British people to ease back into social contact. And this week, there's been a lot about social contact uh, of the wanted and unwanted variety. Leave it to white women to hijack Black Lives Matter month. I really thought that we were making some headway with those conversations. And then some young white women were like, excuse me, I've got a few problems as well. Now, I will allow it because these are problems that affect all women, especially all women in my industry. There are some teenagers, many teenagers, who've come out in America to say that they were predated upon, persuaded by a very famous man to send them photos in the DMs and to do all sorts of things. Now, what happened may or may not be illegal. It is inarguably gross. It's gross. Who fucks a teenager? I've had teenage babysitters before and I pay them to leave. I can't even carry on a conversation with most teenagers. What is wrong with some men that they want to hang out with them and bang them? Is it because when they were 16, they couldn't get girls and now they have all this power? You can pathologize it however you want. But I was discussing this throughout the week with a few of my comedian friends and women my age, women who are very powerful now, very wealthy and well-known, speaking out against some of these men, the women say, well, I have to admit, I'm afraid that the boys are going to be mad at me. And we carry on that fear all of our lives. It's just more intense when you're a teenager. It's up to the adult to make decisions that are safe for you. Because I was a teenage girl. I wanted to get with older boys. They had cars. They had power. I loved the idea of being with someone older. But every time that went my way, I mean, looking back, I was massively taken advantage of. These men are losers. Men who want to be with teenagers, girls, if you're listening, it's because no woman their own age wants to fucking talk to them. And by the way, they don't want to talk to women because we are receptacles. There was a viral clip. I think it's from a while ago. It's Joey Diaz guesting on Joe Rogan's podcast, the most popular podcast of all time. And he's talking about an open mic 
aspiring female comedian giving him a blowjob to get on stage and how he ruined her life. And when she left LA, she had dirty fingernails and she said, you broke me. And that boys are all laughing at this. And even when a man admits it himself, everyone online, all the men, the other, you know, fans, their reaction is, well, he was joking. Okay, so when a woman says it happened, she's lying. When the man agrees that this type of abuse goes on, he's also lying because it's all a joke. And this is what's dangerous about it. Maybe he was embellishing, maybe he was lying, but we have to exist in a culture, in this industry, where women are fuckholes. That's the general consensus. Those are most of the jokes on stage, especially in America. That's the vibe. It's like, ha, ha, ha. Women are receptacles. And then you go on stage and have to make their fans laugh. The fans that are like, yeah, yeah, Joe Rogan is so fucking cool. Fuck women. Fuck those dumb broads. They can make fun of our existence. But if we make fun of that, oh, we're angry. Oh, the women are so angry. That's why they're not funny. They're so mad all the time. No, we're not mad. I'm not angry. I just think you're a fucking loser. You want to see angry. All the fans responding to women for sharing this clip, they're angry. They're like, you think you can cancel Joey Diaz? He's my favorite. They're literally babies crying about you taking their dummy away. We're not trying to cancel him. We're just showing you, look, look, this is where we go to work. Another thing they do is this pedestal feminism where they'll choose one woman that they like. So in America, it'll be Whitney Cummings. I love Whitney Cummings, no problems with her, but they will use her and they'll go, well, Whitney's cool. Well, Whitney headlines. Well, Whitney plays the comedy store. So all of you should be able to do it. What's your problem? It proves, you know, that we let women through this barrier. All you have to do is be funny. Like this one example that we can give you. And that happens to me in this country and I don't appreciate it. I love Mock the Week. I love Dara. I think that that show has given a platform for so many British comedians, but I had to stop doing it because I knew that every time I was booked on that show, I was taking food out of the mouth of another woman. I was never taking James Acaster's spot. I was never taking Ed Gamble's spot on that show. I was always 100% of the time taking a job away from one of my female peers. And I thought, okay, I had my time on this show and now I have to give it to someone else as much as I love to do it. It really helped me open up a fresh audience. I really loved to go on there and play with all the other comics. It helped me on tour. It helped my writing, but I couldn't do it anymore because of that fact alone. Oh, well, no, Mock the Week doesn't have a problem with women. Look, Catherine Ryan's on the show. Nah. And now look, they will let two of us on in the same week. And I wasn't allowed to do the stand-up round, apart from once. And they always made us sit in the same chair. Just remember, we'd always be on the right in the middle in case what one of us menstruated. It had some like leak protection. No wonder female comics are a bit like, eh, yeah, we've been saying if we wanted to deal with this kind of bullshit, we'd have gone into politics. And we're still afraid everyone's going to be mad at us on some level. So I can't imagine how fearful a 16-year-old would be if she doesn't send the right photo or do the right thing. She doesn't want to offend you. And it doesn't help that she just went to your show where she watched six white guys in front of you 
say horrible things about women. <laughs> the last time I was at the comedy store, there was a guy in front of me who, um, he, I mean, he's really funny, but his whole thing was about, he was dating the like Asian teenager who worked the door. That's another thing a lot of comics do is they date waitresses and young women who work in the comedy club. That's normal. People date, you know, whoever's at work. I've dated comedians before. And um, that's just who you bump into every day. But this guy was like happy in his 40s to say in front of an audience, like, oh, yeah, that girl who takes the tickets at minimum wage on the door, she's a teenager. That's my girlfriend. If I, that would be my greatest secret, my greatest shame. And he's happy to announce it to a room full of people. The comedian, well, I've dated a few comedians, but I mean, one of them used to say to me all the time, oh, if I was a woman, I'd get so much work. If only I was a woman. He really did not think I deserved what I got and that he would be getting it too if only he was a woman. Oh yeah, that's the shortcut, guys. And he would also say, oh, if I was a woman, I would wear lingerie all the time. He really had his finger on the pulse of what it means to be a woman. He was so angry that I didn't want to wear lingerie 24 hours a day. Ay, ay, ay. Who dated him? Who dated him, Catherine? Me. It's just so woven into the canvas of who we are. Be a good girl. Don't make anybody mad at you. And the men are, for the most part, surprisingly quiet. Why are they quiet? I don't think they want to betray each other for a start, but also... They are just learning that Snapchat messages can be saved. <laughs> They're a little bit like, uh-oh. This is an issue that you can't really tackle on Twitter in 140 characters or less. It's difficult. That's why it would be better explored on one of our zero primetime entertainment TV shows. There's no late night show like a Samantha Bee show in the UK fronted by a woman. And even when we are put on television, we're interchangeable with a reality star. And I'm not even saying it should be me. So many people have come back at me on Twitter being like, Catherine, aren't you on our screens enough? Oh, yes. Yes, I am, Martin. And I'm so humble and grateful for that opportunity. I sell out the same numbers on tour as some of my male counterparts, but it could be any one of us. I understand the channels are in an awkward position because they have to get viewing figures and there's a huge part of the country that still feels very comfortable saying, well, women are funny. Well, sorry, the male comedians are just better. How can you say that with such confidence when funny is subjective? It feels insane to me that I'm even giving any attention to this at all because for the most part, I really don't fucking care. I don't give a shit. I get on with it. I do my job. Can you imagine in your job that it was just generally acceptable for people to ask you if you were genetically capable of executing your job? Are women even funny? It's not just trolls who ask me that. Journalists are allowed to ask me that. That question is harassment. Are women as funny as my... What the fuck are you talking about? Are men with hair better at finance than bald men? Can freckled men even be dentists? Are tall men better at real estate than short men? And then what they do is all along in our careers, they split us up. It's a divide and conquer mentality because there can only be one woman on each show, one woman on each bill. 
I have emails from promoters that say, oh, no, Catherine, we, we can't have so-and-so on that night. The bill would be too female heavy. Imagine objecting to a bill that was too male heavy. These are just the general microaggressions that we have to deal with every day. And black women have to deal with both being black and being a woman. So this affects them tenfold. Yes, I'm on TV a lot as a guest. And I've been told to wear my hair down because I look less severe. I've had my wardrobe combed through by people with zero fashion editorial experience to make sure they like what I'm wearing. Do you know, most of the men just have to bring in something clean and half the time they can't even manage that. I have been in rooms where we're choosing other contributors for shows and the producers have said, no, she can't do it. She's too old for our audience, but we'll hire a male comedian who's older than she is. What's it like being a woman in comedy? I think journalists should start asking men that question. Excuse me, Michael McIntyre, what's it like being a woman in comedy? I have no problem with Michael McIntyre, by the way, but how's he going to answer that question? Uh, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I've never really thought about it. Right. My management are still trying to get me on Graham Norton, and I don't even care at this point. I would only be the 10th female stand-up ever on the show. I think two of those have been black women. Oh, I've also been told we were going to hire someone pretty, but we're so glad we went with you. <laughs> and then the person backpedaled and was like, oh, blah, 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 because you're pretty and funny. It's like, no, I know what you meant. You'll hire a female comedian if you have to. But for the most part, you'll pad it out with home run male headliner comedians that you know are funny. And then, you know, someone from Made in Chelsea and someone from The Only Way is Essex and a female actress with really bright white teeth to be laughing at the boys. That still goes on in this country. And I'm not complaining for myself. I do okay. Partly because I have this social disorder where I, it really doesn't affect me for the most part. It really doesn't. Though I do talk about it all the time for others. And I've had people come at me this week and be like, well, Catherine, why didn't you mention it before? Uh, have you ever seen anything that I've ever done? The point is... I'm not angry. It's just an observation. So don't act like it isn't bullshit. In the same way that Jerry Seinfeld wants to be like, well, what's the deal with airline peanuts? We're just like, hey, what's the deal with the rape culture that we have to work in all the time? We're just mentioning it. So you need to stop being such sensitive snowflakes and crying about us taking your favorite comics away. We don't want to take them away. We would just ideally love it if they didn't touch up open mics. And we are observing that we enter this industry at a deficit. That's all. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Get up to 30% off wedding jewelry at bluenile.com and remember the joy of your wedding day forever. 
Blue Nile offers everything from diamond and lab-grown diamond wedding bands to classic pearls, earrings you can design yourself, even gorgeous sapphire pieces for your something blue. Whatever you choose, Blue Nile's pieces are all graded for excellence, for a lasting memento as brilliant as the love that inspired it. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh. This week's emails are bananas, and I'm going to dive straight into this one, although I'm not sure it gets harder and harder to read these while protecting privacy because people are telling me everything, and I do appreciate that. But this lovely woman has sent me the shared iCal that she has with her ex-husband because they have children and they co-parent. So some people have this uploaded calendar. You can both put activities on it and that way you know where you stand, you know where the children are, you know what all the appointments are. This man doesn't understand how to use it, or maybe he does. But anyway, he has started dating again. And he has put all these women's names into the calendar. So she can only assume that they are dates. And we need your help because he's putting little codes or acronyms next to their names. And I mean, (laughs) we want to know what it is, but I really don't want to ruin his dates or ruin the privacy of these women. So I'm going to use some fake names and some fake dates. But basically, I mean, it's just this poor guy. Don't, don't put your dick appointments on your shared family calendar. Like, oh, I have the girls on Thursday and then I'm going out with Danica on Friday night at 8 p.m. What do these acronyms mean? Okay, so the first date is for Tuesday at 6 and there's a woman's name and then M-H- And there's a woman the very next day at the very same time with M-H. And then the woman the following day says M-Shed at the end of her name. This one was sort of the easiest to find because I gig in Bristol. Well, I used to back when I was allowed. And there is a museum there called the M-Shed in Bristol. So then I started thinking, oh, maybe these are the places that they're going on dates. So he's made like a museum date. Then the next one is Y-C after the woman's name. And I mean, he keeps swapping these women around or adding more retrospectively that weren't in the calendar. There's one TVP. So what do these acronyms mean? Is this like dating lingo? Because I know MH, like what is that like mental health? YC? I don't know what those things mean unless they're places because M shed is definitely a place. Maybe we could show up at these dates and do a flash mob just maybe a romantic dance for the guy. So she writes, oh, things are going well with one of them because he's adding second dates. That's good news. Oh, I'm thoroughly enjoying this soap opera that is his date schedule. (laughs) How sad that he's 54 years old and can't be on his own for longer than a couple days. I look forward to him settling down with the next woman long term as he tends to be nicer when he has a girlfriend. Yeah, true. Oh my God, I love this calendar. This is why I love this podcast and this connection with all of you. Please email me, tellingeverybodyeverything at gmail.com. Send me your shared Google calendars. Exciting to know this woman, by the way, is having her dog groomed on Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, what do these mean? Please help us. If you know, send us some clues. A very timely email now from Shelly. Catherine, I have a problem, which is I'm absolutely adorable. Well, you've come to the right place, Shelley, you and me both. Like I have rosy cheeks and freckles everywhere and big eyes. 
and I'm five foot two and fairly skinny and basically I look about 15. My question is, how do I date people without constantly living in fear that I'm attracting pedophiles? Also, would I be doing a service by distracting pedophiles from children? Desperately hoping my boyfriend isn't a pedo. Shelly, <laughs> I mean, first of all, if you can hear the dog snorting, that's Megan. My Shih Tzu has a flat face and she can hardly breathe and she's in here. I just don't have the heart to kick her out. Um, wow. Can I just say, it's great that you look young. My mother is five foot one and a half. That half is very important. And she's eight years younger than my dad, who's really, really tall and looked his age, I guess, maybe even older due to rugby injuries. I don't know. Um, and people used to give them dirty looks in our town. When my mom was 23 years old and heavily pregnant, she's just teeny, teeny, tiny, same little face that you describe, blonde hair. Um, well, there was an incredible investigative series on NBC in America called How to Catch a Predator, hosted by Chris Hansen, and his team would sort of lure sex offenders through these websites that they thought they were speaking to a young girl, and they'd agree to meet up for sex. You know, they had to make it really explicit that these men were breaking the law, and then they would have an actress like you, who was about 19 or 20, but from a distance, there's Megan, Megan, but from a distance, she looked 14. So she'd wave and say, hey, and then he'd approach the house with his bag of dildos or whatever. And when he walked in, it was camera crews and Chris Hansen questioning him, what are you here for? And of course they always denied it. But then the police would, you know, pounce on them while they tried to run out of the house. And it was a great show. And you wouldn't believe how many sickening predators they caught that way so yeah weaponize your young looks the only thing is we need that show in this country don't we i could present it yes this is the primetime entertainment show the country has been looking for and you and i will team up actually don't do that on your own by the way it's not safe for you you don't even have to be catching predators every successful actress looks a lot younger than she is and i can tell you from experience shooting the duchess that children are really expensive because it takes more days to shoot them. You can't exploit them anymore since the days of Shirley Temple and Judy Garland. They can only work a certain number of days. So it's really advantageous to get an older actress to play a younger girl. And the same is probably true with a teenage part. So maybe get into acting. I think if you're worried about attracting pedos, as soon as you meet a man... Tell him you are 15 and see what his reaction is. Maybe it's a famous comedian DMing you on Snapchat. Tell him you're 15. And if he immediately recoils and says, oh my gosh, I'm so, so sorry. Then you know, okay, I can tell him the truth. I'm 19, 20 years old. But, ugh, you know, my daughter has a girlfriend in particular who looks very mature for her age. And she has an Instagram and there are men who message her because she's got just innocent, cute little pictures on there, but she does look like a teenager. I'm sorry, she does not look 25, but the girl was nine, looking about 14, 15, and men would message her and she would say back to them, I'm nine. And some of them would throw their laptops out the window. Others, I'm sickened to say, would keep chatting. As for your current boyfriend, 
just don't get into any of this business where you're calling him daddy. And that goes for the rest of us. I think we need a gender-wide ban on the daddy stuff until we know more. Dear Catherine, here's another. I thought I'd drop you a note to ask a question about intuition. I was at a party with friends and met a guy through a newish friend, Stephanie. The chemistry between us was undeniable. I tried hard to deny it, but I had a funny feeling that Stephanie had a crush on him as well. I was shutting him down, left, right, and center, even though I didn't want to. So I asked her if it was okay for me to go further with this guy, and she said she didn't care. And it was on. It was so intense. Long story short, I'm now being told he's reluctant to take this further because Stephanie has been weird with him for the last week. My gut says, give me the benefit of the doubt. There was a connection, but being pushed away because he doesn't want to hurt a friend sucks. I'm not the one to be upset by this shit either, and I don't often meet people I instantly connect with. How do I handle this? Well, intuition. Do you mean intuition about your chemistry with this man? Or where was your intuition when Stephanie was doing that thing girls do? Like, yeah, it's okay. I don't care. Go for him. It doesn't say how old you are, but if you are above 15, then this is not stuff you need to be dealing with at all. There are plenty of men at the parties. And even though this is a newish friend, it seems like he might have feelings for her too because he's reluctant to piss her off. Maybe they have had something brewing. You don't really know the backstory and you don't need this drama. There will be plenty of people that you connect with and have chemistry with. I know it sucks to give this one up, but I mean, if it's meant to come around, it'll come around. There was a boy I dated in high school. I liked him for many years because our parents were friends. I mean, the backstory is always where I come from. I sort of knew everyone since kindergarten. He was a little bit older than I am. And, well, not than I am now, than I was then. And, oh, good for me. I've never dated a guy older than I am now. Oh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I definitely. Wait a minute. When I broke up with my one boyfriend, who is like 48 now? How long ago? Oh, no, when I broke up with him, I think he was about. Okay, scratch that. Oh, damn it. Anyway. A girlfriend of mine, when we were teenagers, worked with this guy at a bar and she had a crush on him and it really hurt my feelings, but I just thought, oh well, I have no claim to him. And then they dated for a while, it didn't work, and I ended up dating him for a few years, kind of a few years down the road. So this is not worth it right now. I would say if you have intuition, your intuition should be, no, 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 this was messy from the start and it's going straight in the bin. Reluctance is a poison in a relationship. And this goes for everyone listening. You don't need to be pursuing someone who is reluctant to be with you for any reason under the sun. Distance, my job, this reason, you know, I'm, I'm having a leg amputated. Oh, my dog's sick. No, reluctance is all you need to hear. You're reluctant to date me? Shake hands, have a nice life, or stay friends. No. Here's one from Heather. I've been meaning to write this email for weeks. Hearing you talk about teeth at the end of this week's podcast has spurred me into action. I'm 27 and due to a combination of, I think, many years of badly controlled diabetes, not taking great care of myself due to mental health issues, and I believe also genetic factors because my mom has similar problems, my teeth are fucked. The main issue is severe gum disease and due to this, I've lost one tooth, front center, of course it would be, and a whole bunch of others are hella wobbly, including one of my huge top teeth, which used to be straight and has decided to migrate off to the right. That is not a good sign, Heather. 
I'm taking good care of myself now, but unfortunately it's too little too late. I've looked into treatment before, but my problems are as follows. I work a minimum wage job. I struggle to pay the bills. So dentistry, as much as I would love it to be a priority, it just isn't feasible. Even on the NHS, it would be nearly 300 pounds. And also, every time I've been to an NHS dentist, they've made me feel like a disgusting and dirty telling me? What is that? Oh, just uh, disgusting and dirty something. I think it's a typo. Expressing repeatedly how shocked they are by the state of my teeth at my age. I mean, Heather is shocking, and I think dentists take such interest and investment in teeth. I, I know you feel, I get that feeling because I've felt embarrassed that way too about things to do with lupus. They shouldn't frame it to you that way, but I promise you that I think it's only coming from a place of concern. When I've been for checkups, the pain of even having my teeth cleaned makes me feel like I'd rather wait for them all to fall out. NHS won't offer sedation apart from exceptional circumstances, and although I'm generally exceptional sometimes, <laughs> I'm not in the world of mouth bones. Talking of mouth bones, I once had a free consultation with a private dentist who was lovely to me, could knock me out for treatment, and explained I've lost a lot of bone. Hence, any treatment is going to have to factor that in too. He quoted me around 2,000 pounds, which I tried to get finance for, but I'm in debt, so like that was impossible. Not only does it make it hard to eat sometimes, it makes me feel disgusting. Not a day goes by where this doesn't affect my self-worth and self-confidence. I'm worried about talking. I worry about having bad breath. I don't want to kiss or have sex with my boyfriend because of my mouth. I feel so self-conscious because the problem is quite literally in the center of my face. I'm lucky in a sense because otherwise my body image has always been really positive, but this is crippling me. I got to thinking about what I can do. I've tried getting a better paid job with no success thus far, and also if I start earning more money, I'll immediately have to go towards paying off my debt. I've entered competitions, tried to get help with healthcare costs, nope, nope, nope. I'm looking for advice. This is the only solution I can think of. Is it completely mad, given the current state of the world, to be self-involved and try to start a crowdfunder for my teeth? Why should anyone else even care? If I did by some miracle succeed in this, what could I do to repay the kindness and not seem like a money-grabbing, self-obsessed, ignorant person? I hope I haven't come across like a lunatic, but it's been good to open up about this. Oh my gosh. And you've attached a photo here. I felt like I needed to provide evidence. Don't scroll down if you don't want to see. Stop that, Heather. I want to see. So this happens. Your teeth are so important and it is crazy to me. Well, we know that the NHS is woefully underfunded, but oral health is so important and decaying teeth used to be one of the number one causes of death in Victorian times. Like it can kill you. A tooth infection is so close to your brain. It can go septic. It's genuinely the worst pain ever in the world. And your countenance is what you present to the world first. It's very difficult to do the things, I mean, that matter most to me, like talking and sharing and smiling and eating and laughing. Your teeth are so important. Now, here's what I can think of. First of all, everyone's trauma and grief and problems are relative to them and their experience. So yes, there are huge problems in the world and you can argue for every charity, you know, dogs trust. Oh, why do we have dogs trust when there are children with cancer? Why do we have this? We can't get into that because there are loads of different problems and they all deserve attention. And you shouldn't feel guilty for asking for help wanting to fix this. 
I visit my friend Dr. Nina for Botox and fillers and skincare advice. Her Instagram is drninafacialsculpting. And we both get a lot of comments like, oh, well, you're so shallow and women shouldn't be encouraged to do Botox and things like this. Dr. Nina is first trained as a dentist. You might have seen her on Body Fixers on E4. She's so, so talented. This is why I get Botox from her because she is a doctor, not just like a hairdresser with a needle in a basement. So I think you should start this crowdfunder. I can't make any promises but I will definitely make the first donation. I'll put in the first thousand pounds straight away. And I think you should know if you are someone who's in a privileged position and you choose to go and get any elective cosmetic surgery, a lot of that goes to helping, you know, people who can't afford to do things like that, charitable organizations like Smile Makeovers. I know a lot of cosmetic surgeons who do pro bono work with some of the funds that you give them for your procedures. I'll share the page for you when you make it, and who knows, hopefully we'll be able to work something out. By the way, there is a website, it's like a very popular American website called myfreeimplants.com, and it is where women who want boob jobs communicate with benefactors, men who want to pay for boob jobs. You send messages, and photos, and the man has to pay every time. I say the man, maybe there are a couple women on there, but let's be honest, we know who is patronizing this website. And the men have to pay to communicate with you. And if you're really active on the site, messaging, messaging, sending, I mean, for the most part, pornographic images of yourself, let's be honest, then you raise the money for this boob job and the website gives the money straight to the plastic surgeon and then they have these success stories on there. You show you before and after, like here were my little itty bitty titties and now I've spent 412 hours on this website chatting to perverts and they've purchased my boobs. I, it is a thing. It's a thing in the world. So why don't we take the sex work out of it? Not that there's a problem with sex work and let's do it for teeth. <laughs> It's not a bad idea because one more smile in the world is not a bad thing right now. Thank you for all your letters. Thank you for listening. There is a Jewish wisdom that says there are three tiers of charity and the most admirable one is the secret charity that you do and you don't tell anyone about it and you don't benefit from it at all. And then the second tier is the one where you don't tell anybody but you secretly benefit from doing that charity in some way. And then the worst type of charity is when you tell everybody about it and you go, I'm donating money to help a woman smile. So that's shit. But I think I had no choice in this instance but to be public because uh, I want you to get this done. I think it's important. And anyone who's interested in this crowdfunder I will share it on social media as soon as it is made and um, yeah keep your head up please support female comedians black female comedians any BAME women of color female comedians or just support live comedy really because we would like to get back to it soon take care
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, but you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.